Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. I tell you what, these, I bet these folks have been partners of mine for, I think, since around 2000. They're just some of the best people. If you're looking for an ATV or a motorcycle, get out there and just look at that huge inventory. But let's go right to the phones now. And joining us is Mr. Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm doing good. Before we start... I had to make an announcement. I'm going to, we normally have an Ask the Expert on the show. Anybody who calls in, uh, if you text in the third texter to, um, to who texts Outdoor Expo, the third texter is going to win a gift certificate for our Ask the Expert. Nate, you want to talk walleye fishing. Yeah, you know, Terry, we, it's that time of year. we got everything going on. We're, we're in the last weekend of elk hunting, so we're excited about that. The bulls are bugling, and this weather could not be more perfect for, uh, for a wrapping up of the archery season. But I am literally en route to Cherry Creek. I hunted this morning, uh, and I am driving to town right now, left super early, uh, to come there. And I'm going to be talking about walleye fishing at Cherry Creek, at their little presentation area, um, at noon. And with that being said, we're having an absolutely tremendous fall for walleye. Uh, the, the walleye bite at Chatfield is incredible. Cherry Creek's incredible. Um, so we're going to be talking about a lot of the walleye opportunities, especially fall fishing. But one of the highlights of the day, especially down there at the expo, we're going to be talking about how the fall fishing oftentimes adds opportunity for shore anglers and how many times and locations uh, the shore fisherman has just as much advantage uh, as a boat angler does at these lakes. You know, Nate, um, you're hunting this morning. You're coming down here to Cherry Creek to talk fishing. Then you'll probably be on the water. you got to get out more. Absolutely. <laughs> I think getting out is key. <laughs> you know what? And, and in seriousness, I know you want to give us some tips and talk some more. And the fact that Nate will be down here, folks, come and join us for his seminar. We'll give you the times that here in just a minute. Um, but, Nate, the whole idea of this seminar here is to get people into the outdoors. And you and I, I mean, we work so hard to help people get in the outdoors. It's so important. And I think that it's just that you can't say enough about something like this or, or I can't say enough about your contribution. You're everywhere. You're online. You're doing things. You really, um, you know, with your guiding and your seminars and everything you do, you're such an asset in aiding people and to get out and enjoy the outdoors. I appreciate that, Terry. I mean, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, my dad got me involved in the outdoors and, you know, with, with, not a ton of knowledge but he got me out there and that's what it all is about and there's so many kids now that haven't gotten out there's even so many adults that haven't gotten out uh you know being just in the generations that we're in it's just uh, the outdoor industry isn't as fast paced and at your fingertips as some of the social world and things like that but once somebody tries it they're hooked so it's all about getting them to try it out and this is this type of event is where it's it's a time to try it out you can get information uh, you can learn how to do it. It can be scary. You know, how do I pick out a rod? Where do I buy equipment? You know, where do I go fishing? We're literally at the place. We're at the park that has the fish that you want. Uh, I mean, I can literally, if somebody comes out there and is struggling, I'll walk you down to the shore. I'll grab a rod from my boat, which is at the expo, and I will personally take you and take you fishing right now. So, I mean, it's one of those situations that there is no excuse. If you want to even have the, the, the idea of ever wanting to be an outdoorsman, this expo can take you to that next step where you can actually engage and get out there and participate. 
Now, what what time is your actual seminar? Okay. I'll, I'll, my, my, my seminar today is at noon. So we'll be at noon at the campground there. We're going to be talking walleye fishing. So, you know, people have about two hours to make your way into the park. Uh, we'll be talking walleye fishing. So, again, our big focus is going to be, you know, a handful of baits. We're going to talk about the, the very simple things as like a jerk bait or a crank bait. We're going to talk about some jigs. But more importantly, we're going to talk about where we're fishing for these fish and especially how the fall uh, has opportunity from shore. And I think so many anglers you know, have heard of a walleye. Whether you're, uh, uh, you know, you fish once one day a year, you fish avidly. Everybody loves the concept of walleye, but maybe struggles to catch them, and they don't get as enthused about fishing for trout. When in reality, in this type of situation, you can have probably as successful day on walleye as you can have trout at Cherry Creek Reservoir. So we're going to really walk you through those scenarios, build that confidence, and teach you that, hey, you know, walleye, the stake of the lake, the ultimate fish, uh, is present near your home and how to catch them and even how to catch them from shore. Well, you know, I was talking to a gentleman last night who moved here from Wisconsin, and he, uh, he said, you mean there's walleye fishing in Colorado? <laughs> and he has, he's only lived here for a few months, but he hasn't gone fishing yet. And I told him there's probably a better chance to catch a 10-pound walleye here than there is in Wisconsin. I, I firmly believe that, Nate. Oh, absolutely. You know, to be totally honest with you, we had, uh, between Matt Inslee and myself, we had a handful of days. I think we had eight days in total where in a single boat and a single guide trip caught over 175 walleyes at Chatfield this year. Now, I, again, we, we're not trying to bash the Midwest or Canada, but for sheer size, 10-pound fish and better, you probably have as good a chance here as anywhere in the country. And then we're talking numbers. Now, these are going to be young males, 13- to 17-inch fish. But we literally have a month straight in June where we catch over 100. That's the same experience that you have on some of these flying Canadian-style trips. Now, they might not – we're missing that mid-range. You know, when our fish hit that 18- that to 26-inch range, they're kind of going from you know a young stage to a more mature stage. Um, they suspend a little bit. They're there. Uh, but a lot of anglers might struggle to catch them. But regardless – we have the fish that every walleye fishery in the country has, and it's right here locally. And once you learn to understand it, uh, the success rate will go through the roof. It's a reservoir. It's slightly different than a lot of the information you read about, but you take that little step, put a little effort, get some education on a western fishery. Uh, it'll blow your mind the success that you'll have. And we're going to be talking about that type of stuff today. All right. Well, uh, before let's change gears for just a minute. Not even talk just about what you're going to cover today, but and you'll probably cover some of this. But you know, it's a little cooler today, but it's beautiful out here in the park. But this little bit of cool weather is going to start bringing that water temperature down, and you and I know that that's going to trigger one of the best walleye bites annually. And it'll trigger at different lakes at different times. But when we start seeing those bait fish gather up those huge schools of shad, we're going to see techniques like spooning. Uh, jigging wraps and still some trolling um, we're going to see a transition to that kind of fishing and it can be phenomenal absolutely terry you know we're so excited next saturday we actually have a walleye insanity tournament at cherry creek reservoir or excuse me at chatfield reservoir and we were really hoping that this cool tip was going to hit right before that tournament because right now we're having 50 fish days at chatfield i mean it's incredible it's like a springtime uh, but now that that water is going to cool off and that bait fish is going to tighten up even more, it's going to really accentuate that bite. So we're probably going to start seeing 70 fish days, and we're going to start having a lot of opportunity at those big fish, those fish in the upper 20-inch range, low 30-inch range. Um, and it's all going to happen the second that water cools, which is going to be, you know, coming this weekend. So by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, the bite at like a Chatfield or a Cherry Creek is going to be just hands down amazing. Uh, and it's a perfect timing for that next week as well, I term it. So we're, we're beyond. 
beyond excited. But the cooler temps, if the bike's already good, uh, it's just going to enhance it and make it better. Well, you're absolutely right. There's, you know, every season of the year, I think you and I go, this is my favorite time of the year because there's something <laughs> going on. And we know spring, there's kind of a rejuvenation. And, and it's spring is another great big fish time. And then numbers through June, July, where you get your summer peak. And that's when you get the big days. But the big fish, if you don't really know what you're doing, can get extremely difficult. And the, uh, the, um, in the fall again, when those bait fish start to school up is when you see those big fish become vulnerable again. I will say one thing. When you catch that 28-inch walleye, take a picture and let it go. I know that's not the regulation here. But, you know, <laughs> you can get a few to eat, but let's keep those genetics around because those are really, those are tremendous fish, and they take, they take great pictures. And I want more of them out there so I can catch them, Nate. Absolutely. The more the merrier. You know, it's one of those things. You know, I give our friends at Replica Zinc a call. They'll give you a reproduction amount of it. It looks amazing. Uh, and that fish can swim for another day. Not only can another angler catch that fish, uh, but it can breed many other fish to uh, the same genetics of those big fish. So absolutely, catch and release on those big fish is key. And, you know, especially in that spooning bite, we haven't talked about it that much, but uh, taking care of those fish out of that deep water. If you're spooning 30 feet of water, 40 feet of water. Uh, you know, as you hook a fish in deeper water, reel it in slow. Enjoy the fight. Everybody tends to get so panicked when they hook a big fish. Uh, but in reality, I mean, that's what we're there for. We're, that reason we're out there is to have that fight. It's not just to take a photo and drag to our buddy. So you hook that big fish, especially deep. Uh, take your time reeling it in. You'll enjoy it. Every five, eight feet that that fish has to travel up in the water column, let that fish burp. Let it release its, you know, basically its air chamber. Uh, and once it burps itself its bladder, it can come up and you're able to release that fish no problem. So kind of keep that in mind. It'll, it'll definitely help out on the, the longevity of the population. Now, Nate, we got a couple minutes left. We want people to be out here at Cherry Creek today. we got this expo going on. You're doing a seminar. There's like 40 vendors out here. Um, I'm going to be talking, I believe, to Crystal coming up next, and we're going to talk women hunting and archery and outreach. So we got a lot to cover here. But there's people who, uh, for some reason, don't want to come see me today. I don't understand why they wouldn't want to come and meet me, but there are some people that won't. Where should they go fishing in the next few days? There's got to be some other bites going on, too. Yeah, the hottest bites around, really, we're saying right now, trout and walleye. The walleye bite at Chatfield, get ready for that tournament next weekend. It's huge. Spinny Mountain Reservoir is absolutely incredible right now. Those fish are still shallow, but the colder water is making them more aggressive. Where the fly anglers and the stealth approach has been working great the last couple weeks, now it's back to the heavy line, throwing bigger baits, reaction bites, uh, and those fish are going incredible. So, so trout at Spinny is one of my top picks. Walleye at Chatfield is another top pick. Uh, we also have some events coming up. I'd love to mention those. We have Walleye Insanity next Saturday at Chatfield Reservoir. You can register this week at tightlineoutdoors.com. We also have our Don't Bash the Trash Carp Series, which is the last carp series of the year. That is on Sunday of this next weekend, uh, October 1st. So make sure you catch that carp event. That's at Lake Arbor. And the following weekend, uh, that Saturday, October 7th, is our uh, Bass Obsession at Pueblo. And that's our last bass tournament for the year. So we have three events in the next uh, two weekends. Uh, we would love to see everybody out there. This colder weather could not be more prime uh, to make all these bites just phenomenal we love tournament fishing when uh, when the bite is going strong so love to have everybody there and i also have an elk hunting seminar uh this coming wednesday at sun power sports one of our partners here at the radio show so that this wednesday evening uh at 6 30 you can go to our facebook page to learn more information but wednesday evening at sun power sports we're talking rifle hunting for elk and this is going to be an amazing seminar where we talk about archery tactics calling uh and maybe a, a one to two day prep to make yourself far more successful in that opening day of rifle season uh, which is coming up in three weeks and once again, you'll be down here at what time? I'm, I'm about 15 minutes away, Terry, so I'll be there in about 15 minutes. I'm speaking at noon. 
All right, and you're going to be talking walleye fishing. Nate, we'll see you when you get down here. We'll see you soon. That Nate Zielinski, always a great contributor. Um, And then I don't know if we did, uh, if if Kyle can hear me, did we get a winner, Kyle? Okay, we're going to get something here pretty soon. We're giving away a a gift certificate because we didn't have the Ask the Expert. But I'm going to be broadcasting live till 11 down here. I will also be hanging around till noon. I'd love to meet you. Come down and say hi. It's my chance to see you. We're down at Cherry Creek State Park. It's free to get in. There is no, absolutely no charge for anything down here today. It's free, and there's people from all over. In fact, we're going to be talking to a bunch of them coming up, but we just have activities everywhere and lots going on. It's a chance for you to come down and enjoy the first annual uh Parks and Wildlife Outdoor Adventure Expo. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. And by the way, we did have an answer for our text question. We did that today in lieu of our Ask the Expert. We normally do an Ask the Expert question where you send your questions to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, any outdoor question, fishing, hunting, camping, anything, outdoor clothing, outdoor cooking. If we answer that question on the air, you get a $25 gift card from Sportsman's Warehouse. And we do have an answer. Jason, I believe, was our winner. He He got lucky today. All he had to do was text in that we were at the Cherry Creek Outdoor Expo. So he didn't have to work too hard to get a question, but we're glad to give that out. Joining me now is Crystal Chick, and you are, you're the outreach coordinator. Is that right, Crystal? I am, Terry. Thanks for having me on the show. Excited um, to be here. And uh, I am the statewide hunter outreach coordinator with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And, you know, we were just talking to Gary Thornton just a little while ago about, I don't know if people realize how important hunting and fishing is to people who don't hunt and fish. Absolutely. Hunting and fishing is what pays for wildlife management here in Colorado. Not only that, but hunting is our main management tool. Well, and it's it's... It's the North American model that the sportsmen pay the fees and buy the license, but everybody gets to partake. That's part of what today's about. We're broadcasting live out here at Cherry Creek. It's the first annual Outdoor Adventure Expo, and this is about teaching maybe people who are already into the outdoors can come out and pick up tips. They can enjoy this. They can have a lot of fun. It's totally free, no park fee, nothing. But really we want to get the people out here who maybe have never they wanted to dip their toe in the water, but they, they're a little afraid, they're nervous, they don't know how. And they can get out here and they can just walk around and talk to the booths, the vendors, the exhibit. And you have some great opportunities for them, maybe if they want to get into shooting an archery. Tell me about those. Absolutely. We have so many events set up today. And it doesn't matter if you've been hunting and fishing your whole life or if you're brand new to Colorado in the outdoors. We have events for you here today. So I'm going to be over in the shooting sports section all day today and tomorrow. And we have got uh, a lot going on over there. We've got some firearms, uh, so a firearms path. We've got an archery path. And we've got education stations set up for both of those. So we're going to first teach you how to shoot safely because that's our number one goal is to do it safely, but also to make sure that it's fun. And we've got activities over there for every age. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, we have got activities you for you. You told me you have bows for about what age, maybe? Absolutely. We've got some bows over there that uh, 18, I saw uh, a young child that was two years old over there shooting some of those bows this morning. So two years old until you... Even as it, old as me. As long as you can walk <laughs> over there, you can come over and, 
and shoot some of our well, I know equipment. there'd be a catch. I have to walk over there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, g- I'll give you a right, Terry. <laughs> All right, but you know, seriously, um, you talked about safely. People sometimes, whether firearms especially, but even archery, people get a little nervous. I mean, and they're, they're, they should be nervous. There's a responsibility that comes with learning those those parts of the outdoors. But usually there's a bigger challenge and more opportunity for incident by not learning. Absolutely. Even if you're not going to take part, if you understand safe handling of firearms, if you understand archery a little bit, it makes the if you ever do get exposed to it, you're going to be more you're going to be safer. Absolutely. And that's the number one thing that we're going to do is teach you um, how the firearms work and how to handle them safely. So that's our our big thing is teaching the big three firearm rules that we have over there. And then once you, you have to actually go through the education station before you can go up and touch the firearms. And we have some firearm ranges and some that are set up by vendors, and then we're running one as well. And those vendors are also going to go over those safety rules just to make sure that you know how to safely handle the firearm. And they're going to keep you safe and make sure that you enjoy that as well. Same thing on the archery side. We have some education stations set up. And then we have one-on-one instruction from both volunteers and staff. So they're going to make sure that you're having a good time, but you're doing it safely. And when you walk away, you're going to have a lot more confidence in shooting a firearm or shooting the archer equipment because you're going to understand how it works. We're just we're well into bow hunting. In fact, archery hunting is going to be winding down pretty soon here. But a lot of people have heard us talk about it on the show. They've never taken advantage of getting out and experiencing archery, which really uh, most people start rifle hunting and then they get deeper into archery. They want get in that animal's comfort zone, that stealth to become part of the environment. So if I come over today, what are you going to have for me to try out at the archery? Have you got ranges I can shoot at? Do you have equipment? Tell me what's there. Absolutely. We have got an incredible archery range set up. So the first thing is we do have archery for the little guys. Like I said, two-year-olds I've seen over there shooting these bows all the way up to seven. Um, For eight-year-olds and up, we have some Genesis compound bows, and we've got all the arrows set up for that. We're going to send you through the education station to just learn the 11 steps so that we can do it safely. The 11 steps to success was created by the National Archery in the Schools program. That's the technique we're using through all of our ranges. The first range we have set up over there, we have large targets to just shoot some basic archery to practice those 11 steps and make sure you know how to do it safely. And again, one-on-one instruction with staff and volunteers. If you feel like you really get the hang of it, we're going to start progressing down a path that actually takes you into archery hunting as opposed to just shooting archery equipment. The next range is a 3D archery range, and it is being run by Colorado Bowhunter Association. They've got a ton of 3D targets out there at different ranges, different sizes, so you can shoot at those 3D targets. If you feel like you are really getting the hang of it, we have a 3D archery challenge set up. So even if you've been hunting with archery equipment for years, we're going to really challenge you over there. We've got ground blinds set up, so you can shoot out of a ground blind at some 3D targets. After that, we've got... Uh, we've actually got some scaffolding set up that you climb up on top and you have to shoot from an elevated position. Like you're shooting from a stand. Exactly. So like you're shooting from a tree stand. And it's we've got instructors again with you one-on-one. There's a few other stations that are challenging like that. And then the last station is actually moving targets. We have some foam targets that they're going to shoot through the air, and you have to shoot a moving target with archery equipment. So we're really going to challenge every level of expertise with archery today. You know, Nate Zielinski's on his way out. And he's harvested, I don't know how many large elk with a bow and some with a rifle, but with a bow. 
But I want to see if he's all talk. I think we need to get him down there and have him show <laughs> us that he can really <laughs> shoot the bow. Absolutely. We'll, we'll work it out. So if anybody's listening wants to embarrass Nate, Nate, if you're listening, we're going to get you on that range. But no, right. seriously, it sounds like you've got this beautiful setup. And then if somebody wants to learn more firearms, I think the actual shooting you're doing down there is BB guns and pellet guns. So is that right? That's correct. That's correct. We have uh, some ranges set up, some inflatable ranges for BB guns. Then we have some trailers set up for some higher power pellet guns. We've got some 17 caliber caliber pellet rifles over there that um, you can do a lot with those too. Well, there's just so much going on and everything's free. Everything is there absolutely is absolutely free. no charge. There's no reason if you wanted to experience some of this, not to come out to Cherry Creek today or tomorrow. Now we've got a couple minutes left and I want to touch on something. Um, I've mentioned this during the show today. I wrote a column for the Denver Post. I write a weekly column about us being an agrarian society and growing up outdoors, having transitioned over this last two, three generations to an urban society. And the family structure probably isn't as solid as it used to be. There's a lot of single-parent families. I firmly believe there's a lot of people that would still love to get into the outdoors. They're just afraid. Now, this expo at Cherry Creek, it allows you to come dip your toe in the water, and 7-Eleven's only five minutes away for a cup of coffee. So you're, you're right in your comfort zone, okay? You don't have to drive in the mountains. But one group I want you to talk, I know this is something near and dear to you, and we kidded about it earlier because I happen to have a partner in life that's an outdoor adventure person. Um, women in the outdoors. Uh, if we're going to continue to have the culture of the outdoors, the enjoyment of the outdoors, to bring our youth up, we really have to bring single moms and families and mom and son and mom and daughter, not just dad and son, but dad and daughter. What is the the division doing to help bring women into the outdoors? Yeah, Terry, I'd love to talk about that. So like I mentioned, my, my title is a statewide hunter outreach coordinator, and we have a hunter outreach program, which is kind of that second level to hunter education. So here at the Expo, we actually have a booth set up for hunter education. If you're interested in that, you can sign up. And we have another booth for our hunter outreach program, so you can learn more about it when you come out here. And we'll take you through some exercises to learn a little more about the next steps after hunter education. Our hunter outreach program, the whole purpose of it is just what you described. We have people that want to get into hunting, but it's hard. If you don't come from a hunting family or you have friends that hunt, it's not something you just grab a gun or grab archer equipment and go. So the hunter outreach program is a program designed to uh, provide those mentors for folks that want to get into hunting. And what we find is people hunt for different reasons now. Some want to just learn how to hunt to put meat in their freezer. Some want to know where their food come from. They want an organic food source. And some just want to um, to learn some of those traditions that maybe their grandparents had and it passed a generation and now they don't have anyone to take them. Yeah. So our program, we have about 100 volunteers that become mentors for those folks that, that don't have someone else to teach them. Now, and if I'm a woman and I don't have a, a male partner who's an outdoors, even if I have a partner, I can come to those programs, and, and you'll take care of me and help me with that? Absolutely. So we have our, our biggest program is our youth outreach program, and that's where we take youth and teach them. And we have programs for pheasant, turkey, deer, elk. We even take one youth on a moose hunt every year. And with those hunts, we take one adult must go with them. So a lot of times we do have single mothers with their children going on these hunts. We have a um, a single mother taking her son on an elk hunt here in a couple weeks. Looking forward That's to that awesome. one. And we have the Women of Field program where we get groups of women together. There's comfort, I think, in being around other women when you go on these these adventures. And 
it's great. You know, you create a, a society. You have people to to call and go on that second step because oftentimes you need to to try it a few times before you get comfortable. Well, you're absolutely right. I just uh, we've got we're out of time, but just a point of interest. When I was 12 years old, my mother was on a deer stand with me. I mean, yeah. that was just part of our heritage. I mean, my my grandparents, my uncles, my mom, my dad, they thought that well, to the, they they were children of the depression. And right. they thought hunting and fishing and trapping were how they would support their family in bad times. So they thought that was necessary life skills. I don't think they realized that was going to do it on television and radio and in magazines, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, the background I got has, has been part of my life forever. It's something you never give up. We're out of time, Crystal, but there's lots to do. Hopefully people will come down and take advantage of it. I hope so. We'll, we'll be ready for them. We uh, got it set up. All right. Terry Wicks from Outdoors is brought to you in part by... Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports. Sun is Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Let's go right to the phones and I hope patiently waiting because it <laughs> took me a while to get back to her. Corey from Colorado Clays. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Terry. Thank you for being so patient and waiting on the phone. We're out at this big expo. Now, I know you want to talk about getting ready for hunting, but before we even get to that, I was talking to the, um, the hunter outreach person here at the, at the uh, event we're at today, and they talked about safely getting uh, youth into shooting. And I thought, boy, what a great segue, because there couldn't be a better place. You could introduce them here at this event, but if people are interested what you guys offer, the safe environment, the, the instruction if necessary, the controlled situation, and all the amenities, there couldn't be a better place to get people and youth into shooting than your place, Corey. Yeah, I love listening to that segment with Crystal, and particularly talking about getting the women out and everything. But, yeah, Colorado Clays is a great place to bring. We're, you know, we're family-friendly, um, female-friendly. We love beginners. Um, yeah, it's, it'd be a great time to bring them out. Um, we love youth. We love families. Our staff is great, very patient, great professional staff here. Well, and, and you're going to have any aspect of shooting. You can. A lot of places couldn't cover all the different aspects you have. I mean, you've got the shotgunning. You've got, you've got skeet, trap, clays, wobble trap. And then you've got the rifle and pistol. And you've got some great instructors. And you're really right. You've got great range people who are going to make sure it's a controlled, safe environment. And you can give instructions, but it's just, uh, it is family friendly and it's just such a great place. And you guys, Corey, you know, I, I say this over and over again, but you guys are so tremendous to work with. Um, just, uh, you make people feel so comfortable. And I would suggest that if people have a youth or people in a family are interested in the shooting sports, they should just drive out and talk to you. They don't even have to shoot that day, but just come out and talk to you. I think they'll be impressed. Yeah, we're lucky. We're blessed. We get a lot of new uh, new customers, new guests here. And, you know, it goes back to what Crystal was saying, too, about making people feel comfortable getting into hunting or getting into shotgun shooting. Any of the, um, you know, shotgun sports can be an intimidating experience, especially if they didn't grow up in it or have, you know, friends or acquaintances that are in it. So, yeah, our staff is just great at making people feel comfortable, um, you know, starting at the beginning, explaining everything. Um, our, our staff is fabulous for that. Just Our staff is great for that. Now I want to get to the mantra of the day, and that's something that people probably are tired of me saying, and that's don't just get ready for hunting, stay ready for hunting. But we're going to be running out of time here. 
And there's a lot of people who are going to be pulling that rifle out here in the next few weeks to go sight it in and probably not do much shooting with it. When you can, obviously, you're going to have things available. In fact, I think you've got specials for that. Is that right? Well, we, what we're going to be offering every Sunday in October is a sight-in clinic. Um, we get a lot of people this time of year that haven't touched their rifle since last year at this time. And as we know, it's you know you really need to you know especially if you've jumped through hoops getting permission or saving up money for a, a special hunt or something. If your rifle isn't sighted in properly. It can, that can be devastating. You don't want to get out there and have your, your scope be improperly set or anything like that. So preparation is huge, and sighting your rifle in is different than practicing. And we're going to be offering these clinics um, throughout the month of October where you bring your rifle in, and we will help you just make sure it gets you know, perfectly zeroed in. Well, you know, a lot of people put that rifle away after last season or they bought a new rifle and they haven't shot it. And you're right. Um, people sometimes go, oh, it's bore sighted. Well, no, that you better sight that in. It's and not only is it for your own success and safety, but it's the ethical way to hunt. And you've got such knowledgeable people and you've got that great range. You know, your rifle range has the video so people don't have to go down and check their targets or even have a spotting scope because you've got the video screen and you can shoot in prone positions. One of the things not only sighting in your rifle, but then learning to shoot it in practice, that you can shoot prone, you can shoot on sticks, you can even shoot muzzle loaders at your facility. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah, we have nice stable benches, we have lead sleds, sandbags, you know, pretty much anything you would need. Um, our, and obviously our staff is just ready to lend a hand and, um, you know, get everything going. And the, the camera system works great. We've got, you know, the 100-yard targets, but also, you know, 50-yard target set up, which is, you know, important to start, you know, when you're just getting going with your rifle too. So yeah, pretty much full service, but getting prepared now and practicing is huge. Love seeing how many people the last few weeks were out working on their rifles. <laughs> well, and you know what happens too, they pull that rifle out, they go and they go to shoot. And like you said, maybe the reticle is something's wrong in their scope or the mounting has come loose and they can't even get it on paper. They got to get the scope fixed. But a lot of time, even the action in the rifle. And if you, if you haven't, if you haven't you might not have time to get it fixed and sight it in. And another thing, Corey, that I always preach is practice with your hunting clothes on because that rifle is going to come up. Or even the shotgun. You know, a lot of people are going to come out and practice for waterfall and upland game, too. It's the same thing with shotguns. Practice with that clothing on, but get out there and practice. Yep. And well, looking out the window today at all the people here today, they're definitely bundled up. So fall is here. But, yeah, that's really important to, you know, come dressed in what you're going to wear. Sometimes you would be wearing a, a bulky coat, which changes, you know, how you would mount and, and hold the rifle. So, yeah, that's give it a complete test run, just a dress rehearsal. All right, Corey, tell them again what the special is for the sight-in. So we're doing the sight-in clinics every Sunday through October. Um, it is space is limited. So we do need to ask people to uh, call ahead to reserve your spot. It's $60, and it's from 8 a.m. to 9.30 uh, a.m., so it's a 90-minute course. Um, some, I guess you could call it you know, classroom instruction, uh, going through a lot of things, and then actually taking the rifle down to the range. And when you leave here, it'll be completely zeroed in. All right, and the best way to find you is coloradoclays.com? coloradoclays.com. All right, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining us. Sorry you had to wait for me so long. <laughs> no problem. Have a great day, Terry. Thanks, Corey. All right, thanks. You bet. Colorado Clays, great place. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, America's, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse. 
America's premier outfitter. And Tim Zant is joining us. You're with the Boating Safety. Is that right, Tim? That's correct. I'm with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. I'm a statewide boating safety officer. Now, we're down here. We're broadcasting live. And by the way, my broadcast will end after this segment. I'll hang around for a while. I'd love to meet some people. Come down. This is going on today till 5, 4, 5, and tomorrow till 4. It's free. You get into Cherry Creek State Park for free. We're going to talk here in a second about the boating safety setup, but there's shooting. There's the wildlife councils down here with an origami elk. There's 40 different booths down here covering every aspect of the outdoors. So if you wanted to just come see Cherry Creek Park, if you want to experience, there's so much for the kids. They're even doing chalk drawings. I think that one is supposed to be me over there. I didn't like it. wasn't very flattering. But, but there's just everything to go on. What a great day. It's starting to break through a little bit, put a jacket on. We had a deer standing watching us just the other day. So there's lots going on down here today and tomorrow, and it's absolutely free. Even to get into the park is free today. Now, Tim, tell me, what have you got set up for boating safety? Well, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, we have a, a great booth set up for all kinds of information and education regarding boating safety and boating in Colorado. We're really getting people introduced to boating in the outdoors and how to do it safely. Uh, we have a lot of great vendors down there, um, including uh, paddleboard, Rocky Mountain paddleboards out there to, to help introduce people to paddleboarding and, and do some demonstrations as well. You know, and there's always been a draw to the water to the human race. I just, uh, we build by the water for obviously survival, but recreation by the water, there's something therapeutic about water. There's something that draws people. People love to sit on the beach. They love to go fishing. Paddleboarding and kayaking have taken off. But and they can be incredibly fun, but you need to do them safely. And, you're, you know, and I'm sure there's people listening that have thought, I want to go buy a boat, right? And, well, is it safe? How do I run it? What do I need to know before I buy a boat? Great day to come down today and talk to you guys. Great day for it. Great day. You can help them with that and the equipment. Or paddleboarding. I think a lot of people don't realize that on a paddleboard, you still have to have a flotation device. Yes, sir. You do. And, you know, there's just a lot of regulations people don't understand. So they can come down and get the regulations and find out what's necessary. But I think the most important thing is they can understand how to do these things with confidence and safety. Right. And, and that's what this demonstration is all about. We have education and uh, these demonstrations help teach people about safe boating, safe paddleboarding. And as these folks get into it, especially with the families around you know, getting down there and actually asking those questions and learning about the learning about the sport and how to do it safely. What are some of the mistakes that you see people, whether it's boating or paddleboarding or kayaking or or whatever water sport they're doing? What are some of the most common mistakes people make? You know, one of the biggest mistakes we see out there is not having that personal flotation device or that PFD. Uh, we talk about that all the time. It's it's very important to have that with you. And sometimes folks get out there, uh, they don't really think about it. They they make that mistake of getting started in the day. They start getting tired, and they realize that they don't have it with them, and they have a hard time staying afloat. Yeah, well, first thing is it's required. And if there's a, is it, I, I'm going to get the age wrong. There's an age for children where you, they can't even be on a watercraft without wearing, is it 13? It's 12. 12, so 12 okay. years and under have to be wearing that, that PFD at all times. Right, and that's and that makes sense. And and now we're getting to a point, you know, where the water activity is going to change. And you and I were talking about this just before we went on the air, where we're going to be, uh, the water is going to be cooling, and there's going to be people will want to paddleboard till that last minute, and they'll they'll want to kayak till the last minute, or they'll be out in their big boats. And as this water cools, it becomes it's still a nice experience, but it becomes easier to get in trouble. It is, and, and today is a perfect example. It's a, it's a cooler day. We're starting to get into fall, 
uh, as you get out there and start paddleboarding and, you know, the, the water cools and you fall into the water, it ends up being quite a surprise when uh, it's not exactly a summer temperature. And that water, the cooler water, can have quite an effect. Well, it really does. I think initially you get a shock when you hit the water. And then if you, if you recover from that, then you, you start to lose body heat and you can get into hypothermia and you can get in trouble. Well, it doesn't. It's just seconds or minutes. It does not take long. And it's that shock effect, really, when not having a PFD on. Uh, really, uh, really makes it worse when you hit that water. You were teasing me earlier about an, uh, an episode that I went through. It was a great story. One spring, and we were talking about that. Um, I was kayaking, and I had I've switched. And I'm going to admit to everybody, uh, kayaking I always have, but on my big boat, in the past I was get a little lax. I always wouldn't have my. I'd have them with, but I wouldn't always have them on. But I learned a lesson though when I was kayaking. I I was pushing it to the limit a little bit. I was on a local lake here. It was spring. The water was fairly cool. And I was reaching over the kayak, probably overextending myself a little bit. And I was wearing suspenders, which are so comfortable. There's no reason not to wear anything. And I went, all of a sudden, the kayak flipped, and I was 10 feet underwater, holding my rod with my sunglasses and my hat on, and I'm looking up at the surface. And I, I, in my mind, I think I'd have been all right, but I don't know. I don't know if I would have. I could have got tangled in the weeds. I could have um, maybe the kayak hit me in the head. Maybe I'd have, you know, whatever. But all of a sudden, that suspenders, and I came up like a bobber, you know. Of course, my partner, my wife, thought it got great amusement out of it. She's sitting here back here laughing. But what a great lesson, because what if I'd been out there by myself, or even if I hadn't been able to get up to the surface, or if I got tangled in those weeds? Uh, it happens. The moral of the story is it happens so quickly. It, it happens very quickly, and obviously it's it's very surprising. When you fall out of a out of a boat, off a paddleboard, out of anything, and it's quite a surprise you're not wearing that vest. By the time you realize you need it, it's too late. In your case, it was a, it was great to have it on, and it, I always laugh as you still had your pole in your hand, you're yeah, yeah, still holding your rod. Yeah, I came up. I still had the fishing rod. My sunglasses were still on. The biggest it was more of an embarrassing situation than a a life threatening. But because I was wearing, you know, modern day uh, flotation devices, whether the suspenders or even the vests and things now, or a lot of people are making full suits even if you're out in cold weather and stuff, there's just absolutely no reason not to have one on. If you think that somebody can quickly throw you a cushion or that you can grab a life jacket when thing gets when the weather gets bad, it happens so quickly. You just, uh, you just I, I think there's this, uh, you might know, there's a statistic though that the majority of people that die in watercraft incidents that aren't wearing flotation devices is just huge. It is. It's a, it's a very, very high number. Now, let's go over again because we're going to run out of time here. If I'm coming down today, and everybody should be coming to Cherry Creek. If you're not here already, get in your car. It's free. I'm going to hang around for about another hour. We're down at Cherry Creek State Park. It's free to get in. It's the first inaugural uh, event of the Outdoor Adventure Expo. There's shooting, boating, fishing, uh, there's seminars, there's hands-on demonstration, there's 40 exhibitors set up, there's people down at the water, there's people in the theater. So when I come down to the boating safety, what am I going to see? When you come down to boating safety, you're going to see boats lined up out there for, for demonstrations. You can you can view them. You'll have a great great bunch of material, great folks down there to talk to you about boating education. And, uh, of course, paddleboard demonstrations and things like that on the water. The paddleboards have really taken off, haven't they? They have. They really have. It's been a popular sport. And it's really good, and I think it's a great thing. Um, how has the interaction with the paddleboards and the motorboats been? Has it been a problem, a challenge? You know, it, I, I say it's, it's a, it can be a problem, but you want to make sure everybody's out there doing what they're supposed to and just being respectful of others. It's, it's pretty easy to, to give each other their space and just everybody can enjoy the same resource. Now, we're going to run out of time, but you brought up a point that I think 
too many people, whether they're fishermen, paddleboarders, water skiers, don't understand not only the rules but the etiquette on the water. And a little bit, we've got limited resources. We're all going to share them. And if we just all respect each other, but you've got to learn what's expected of the other person. That's really what makes it safe. If that boater going down the lake is going the proper direction in the proper place and and the paddleboarder knows where that boater is going to be, then we avoid the situation before it happens. Right. And, and paddleboarders, you know, it's, it's great if they stay in an area for, uh, where it's easier to, for their skill set. And uh, when they do encounter those motorboats, you know, uh, just, just ensure that you're keeping your distance and those motorboats slow down and, and are just respectful. All right. That, that's the biggest key, I think, just common sense and respect. If we all use that, we got a lot of it. Anyway, Tim, thanks for joining us. Hopefully a lot of people come down and spend some time with well, you. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You bet. So we're going we're gonna to start wrapping things up here, but I'll hang around for a little while. Maybe I can get somebody to get me a cup of coffee. Now I'm getting a head shake that, no, I'll have to go without that. But I'll hang around for a while. Come down and see us. We're broadcasting live from Cherry Creek Reservoir. It's the, it's the inaugural Outdoor Adventure Expo. Um, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. If you'd have followed me on Facebook or liked us on Facebook, you would have known I was here. You could have come down. You might have won a giveaway. I had a couple giveaways I gave away during the show. You might have wanted to come and say hi. And even if you don't want to say hi to me, come down here anyway. But follow us on Facebook. And don't forget to send your Ask the Expert questions you know you send a question to terry wickstrom outdoors on gmail if we answer it on the air you get a 25 dollars gift card from sportsman's warehouse but everything's free here at cherry creek today uh even getting into the park all the exp- exhibitions there's information for everybody there's food here i see a campfire going over there i mean we had deer watching us get down and join us join us next week on terry wickstrom outdoors on 104.3 the fan Night.